0: Welcome to the World Beyond the Tale, the Page Day American Gods podcast. I'm your host James, and today we're reading page 47. No, he said, not from you. He continued to walk. Audrey drove beside him at three miles an hour. Snowflakes danced in the beams of her headlights. I thought she was my best friend, said Audrey. We'd talk every day. When Robbie and I had a fight, she'd be the first one to know. We'd go down to chi for margaritas and to talk about what scum pots men can be and all the time she was fucking him behind my back. Please go away, Audrey. I just want you to know I had good reason for what I did. He said nothing. Hey, she shouted. Hey, I'm talking to you. Shadow turned. Do you want me to tell you that you were right when you spit in Laura's face? Do you want me to say it didn't hurt, or that what you told me made me hate her more than I miss her? It's not going to happen, Audrey. She drove beside him for another minute, not saying anything. Then she said, So... How was prison, Shadow? It was fine, said Shadow. You would have felt right at home. She put her foot down on the gas then, making the engine roar, and drove on and away. With the headlights gone, the world was dark. Twilight faded into night. Shadow kept expecting the act of walking to worm him, to spread warmth through his icy hands and feet. It didn't happen. Back in prison, Loki Lysmith had once referred to the little prison cemetery out behind the infirmary as the Bone Orchard, and the image had taken root in Shadow's mind. That night he had dreamed of an orchard under the moonlight, of skeletal white trees, their branches ending in bony hands, their roots going deep down into the graves. There was fruit that grew on the trees in the bone orchard in his dream, and there was something very disturbing about the fruit in the dream. But on waking, he could no longer remember what strange fruit grew on the trees, or why he found it so repellent. Cars passed him. Shadow wished that there was a sidewalk. He tripped on something that he could not see in the dark and sprawled into the ditch on the side of the road, his right hand sinking into several inches of cold mud. He climbed to his feet and wiped his hands on the leg of his. And that's our page. So before I go on, um, as I was flipping to the page, I noticed yesterday's page, 46, said the world slowly began to lose light and color. This is, of course, literal as the sun is going down. However, it's also a metaphorical loss of light and color as Shadow finally gets to attend Laura's funeral and lower her. He doesn't lower her, but he gets to kind of at least start to deal with those emotions, and I'm sure as the depression sets in deeper, it's going to result in a loss of light and color. So, I missed that yesterday. It's not on this page, but I hope you'll forgive me in pointing that out. This page... I suppose that right now I should issue a trigger warning for violence and disturbing images if you decide to Google any of the things that I talk about today. So Shadow has an argument with Audrey. Shadow wins, I guess. He's still the asshole walking two miles in the cold to his motel and slipping into the mud. So it's relative, but I think in the end, yeah, it's, a, it's kind of a victory of sorts. I also enjoy that he is hoping that just the act of walking will keep him warm. And this is actually, this comes up again, where Shadow underestimates the distance or maybe overestimates his ability to keep warm. And it's also a really bad idea generally. You can't rely on movement to keep you warm in the cold. Please don't go out into the cold unless you're adequately prepared for it. And keep a blanket in your car, maybe some water bottles, just in case, you never know. Oh, and if your exhaust pipe is buried, don't run your car. Anyway, sorry. Deviation. Here we get one of Shadow's... I think this is the first of Shadow's Dreams, actually, isn't it? You don't discard in dominoes. Wow, my notes are shit. It's close to uh, the pile of dominoes. In a game of dominoes, it's called the Boneyard. But here it's a literal group of trees made out of bones, hands, fingers growing out of the branch arms, which is creepy. It also kind of sounds like parts of Coraline, but we're not going to get into that right now. It's a very blatant reference to Strange Fruit, 1939 song performed by Billie Holiday, written by Abel Mirpool. Black bodies swinging in the sun. Southern breeze, strange fruit hanging from the poplar tree. It's appropriate to shadow story because the song itself is uh is a reference to lynching and racism in america it would be easy to point at the american south as being responsible for all the lynchings but the photograph that inspired merepole to write the song was actually taken in indiana thomas Shipp and abraham smith lynched on august 7 1930 by a group of thousands of white men I know I just issued that trigger warning, but again, here, trigger warning, please. Don't continue if you are sensitive to descriptions of violence. Before he was lynched, Smith's arms were broken because he tried to remove the noose from his neck. The photo itself is incredibly graphic and really disturbing. The photographer was Lawrence Beitler. He sold thousands of copies after it was initially published, and apparently this was a thing in America? apparently there were large numbers of images of lynchings sold. And as upsetting and difficult as it is to look at these images online, it's worse to think that people sold these and that also people bought these. Like, what the fuck? Under Harry Truman, there was an attempt to make lynching a federal crime. This was resisted. Well, you can probably guess, 50s, Southern Democrats. The U.S. Senate made a formal apology for not uh, enacting a law that would have made it a federal crime. They apologized in 2005, and boy, that sounds like an easy affirmative, don't you think? But still, 20 senators decided not to co-sponsor the statement. It was a non-binding sort of thing, and... All you would have had to say is, hey, I endorse this apology, but twenty shitty, shitty people decided not to co-sponsor. That's almost half. And I could really go on, but whew, man, it's 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 infuriating. Um I guess the relation back to the page would be that the presentation of this uh Presentation of this apology, there was a survivor of the lynching that uh, was inspiring to the song, a man named James Cameron, who had almost been lynched uh, at the age of 16 when Ship and Abrams were lynched, but was barely, barely allowed to survive. And it kind of ties back into the book in how we did discuss hanging as a method of execution, but hanging as a method of execution has gone away while lynching, well, I couldn't find anything super recent, but recent enough as to be uncomfortable and infuriating. Uh, 1981, a young black man named Michael Donald was lynched in Mobile, Alabama at the age of 20. So much like we discussed that hanging has gone away, lynching seems to mostly have gone away but it's not gone entirely i'm not completely certain what to make of shadow's dream here except of the strange fruit reference i guess the prison graveyard would be where they bury executed prisoners i don't know i don't know why you would bury somebody on the site where you murdered them but Different discussion, different day. I guess Loki's involved, so there's a definite callback to Gallows Dirt, Gallows Deals, execution by hanging, and various racial under and overtones. It could be a commentary on state-run executions. It could be commentary on how people of color are more likely to be imprisoned in the United States or also put to death in the United States. But I'm not 100% certain on that. I don't. I don't do dream analysis. But as it happens with dreams, Shadow can't completely connect the dots and remember when he woke. So he knows it was disturbing, but he can't make that connection. It is also a connection, though, since we were talking about Loki just a couple seconds ago, to Norse mythology. And so there's there's that little bit. But I think Neil is pretty blatantly referencing the Jim Crow South and the Jim Crow era of American history generally. Put a pin in it there's there's a few instances of hangings as we go through the book, and more mentions as we go on. Shadow ends the page falling into cold mud, which is just just horrible, like you can play sports in the rain or something, and the grass is fine, it hurts, but you know it's fine, but cold mud, oh, there's nothing worse i don't I don't really like mud warm but Cold weather, either cold rain or, in this case, snow and mud. Mm. No, thank you. That's all we have for the day, though. So, if you'd like to get in touch with us, it's theworldbeyondthetale at gmail.com and on Twitter at worldbeyondpod. i like to say thank you to Julian Granganage for his version of St. James Infirmary Blues that we use as our theme song. Thank you for listening. I'll be back tomorrow for another page. And remember, only the gods are real.